Broadcasting to everyone from coast to coast, top to bottom, from our studios in Warhope on the mid-north coast of New South Wales, it's another episode of Sparky's Live with your fantastic host, Grant Duco. Hello folks, welcome to Sparky's Life. I'm your host, Grant Dilko. Today on the show, I talk about my hearing experience part two and the gas industry. And not to forget the quote of the day. So let's get the show started. Victorian government has now banned, put a stop on use of gas in all new homes. And now the Sydney City Council is trying to do the same thing with gas. Lord Mayor Clover Moore is trying to ban the use of gas in new buildings in and around Sydney. It's a bit hypocritical as her own home has full access to gas for cooking and heating. They are trying to demonise gas in this country. Banning the exploration of gas in some states and the gas that is explored is sent overseas for refining and we buy it back five times the price. That doesn't make sense. That's just bad economics. The state governments haven't thought this out uh, too well. The ripple effect will cause chaos and power prices will increase. The Victorian government are claiming that stopping the use of gas and using electrical power from the grid will be cheaper. I think they have it all backwards. They have the negative and positive symbols reversed. It will only increase the price of electricity prices to the Australian consumers. Just like the Labor government claimed that electricity prices will decrease and come down by $275. It didn't. It went up and increased three times that amount. At the moment, the electrical power grid supply cannot handle the demand. That's why it's offset by the use of gas. Banning the use of gas is wrong. We are so rich and abundant with resources in Australia. Gas helps the offset demand from the electrical grid. It's good for gas fire heating. It's instant for water heating, general heating and cooking. Restaurants, clubs and food outlets need gas for cooking. It's quick to heat the grills, hot plates, the woks and pans. Restaurants, clubs and food outlets are unable to survive on electric cooking. It will drive up the costs for those businesses. It's national self-harm. The ripple effect will include the gas workers and tradies such as gas fitters and air conditioning installers It will also affect the gas appliance manufacturers and retailers. In some cases, the tradespeople might find it hard to find work or work will reduce or go quiet. I don't think the government should have the right to tell the consumer that they cannot connect gas to their homes, buildings and workplaces. I have gas at our house. We use gas for hot water and cooking on our gas cooktop. We use gas for our barbecue. We have an electric oven which we use during the day when we have PV generation from our rooftop solar. 
So we're using the sun to power our oven and not the electrical grid. Hi there, I'm Grant Dilko. If this is your first time here at Sparky's Life, welcome, it's great to have you here. And if you're back here for more, welcome back and thank you for your loyalty and support. If you like what you hear on today's show, make sure you share this podcast with your mates who are electricians or who are involved in the tradie world. I want to reach out and help as many tradies as I can with this podcast. I want to help tradespeople break through to the next level in their career and in their lives. Last week I went back to Hearing Australia, which has a satellite office here in Warhope, which is situated inside the George and Matilda Eyewear store at 6 Branson Street. I was welcomed there by Michelle, who is a trained audiologist. So to recap from my last podcast, episode 14, where I talk about my hearing test, this, is, this episode is a follow-up to introduce me to my new hearing products. First up, Michelle unboxed the product for me and explained how to operate and manage the hearing device. They were very discreet and tiny. Michelle took me through the maintenance and cleaning and showed me how to charge them up. They are charged up in their own little carry case that fits in the palm of your hand. They charge up using USB charging, so no batteries are required. We then downloaded the Hearing app onto my iPhone and paired them using the phone's Bluetooth. I was shown how to put them on, which was quite easy to manage. We then tested them out with them on and did some tweaking to get the volume and balance right. We then went through the hearing app and how to use all the different features and volume controls. On the hearing app, there's three settings you can choose. There's an ordinary setting, one for when you go to, out to restaurants and clubs, and the third one is there's an outdoor setting. Michelle booked me in for a follow-up in two weeks to see how I'm progressing with them. I've been wearing the hearing devices for a week now. I mainly wear them at night time during the week and most of the day on the weekends. The main reason I don't wear them to work during the week is that I mainly work in a noisy environment and I get covered in either dust, dirt, gyprock powder and terrible material that lives in the ceiling cavities. So when I'm in a noisy environment such as a building site, I use earmuffs for my ear protection and I don't notice the tinnitus. Plus I don't want the tiny devices to be ruined with the dust and dirty work environment. The things that I've noticed are that the TV doesn't have to be turned up as much. I can hear things much better from a distance. I can even hear Helen writing on a bit of paper with a blackboard marker in the next room. I can hear myself shuffling along the wooden floors with my Ugg boots, which means when that happens, pick your feet up, don't drag your feet along the floors. The sounds are more defined and prominent and the clarity is perfect. The hearing app is very easy to use as well. 
The hearing devices are easy to, to take off and to put on, yet charging is a breeze. I found telling other people and tradies about my hearing experience has helped me and them in their hearing department. I've found that some of the other tradies I work with have tinnitus as well. They share their experiences and how they deal with it. I didn't know that my mum, cousin and one of my uncles suffer from tinnitus, mainly because they never spoke about it. And my mum told me that my grandfather had it too. And now that I remember, I, I do remember my grandfather having hearing devices when I was younger. He was always complaining about those damn crickets in his ears all the time. He'd be walking around with his fingers in his ears, vibrating them around going, those damn crickets in my ears. So it's been passed down to me in the June pool, I, I would imagine. Also from a young age, I found myself around noisy work sites. My dad was a builder, so when I was at school, I would hang around the building site doing some broom work and cleaning up. So I was exposed to a lot of power tool noise. No one wore hearing protection back then. Even when I started myself in the construction industry as a builder's labourer and later as an electrician, noise is around you all the time. I try and have ear protection for when you're using power tools. But you don't get much notice from other contractors when they use their power tools, so you're unexpectedly exposed to noise until you find some hearing protection. Now I've got a story to share with you. Have you ever been to a noisy restaurant, bar or club and someone is talking to you and you have no idea what they're talking about, so you just nod and agree? Well, one of my friends, Andrew, he was telling me a story of one of his mates who is also an electrician and has a hearing problem. His electrician mate with his hearing issue was out with one of his mates having a few beers at the local tavern. They were both having a great time listening to live music and having a few too many golden ales. This electrician couldn't hear his mate well over all the music, so a lot of head nodding and agreeing was going on. It wasn't until the next morning when Andrew's electrician mate discovered he had agreed to buy his mate's boat. His mate rang him the next morning to ask when he would like to pick up his boat. Andrew's mate said, I don't remember agreeing to buying a boat. The, the guy's mate stated, we shook on it as well. So now Andrew's electrician mate is a proud new owner of a second-hand boat that he didn't really need. And now it's for quote of the day. Here is one for the government who are trying to pass the misinformation and disinformation bill in Parliament. This quote is from Mark Twain. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you read the newspaper, you're misinformed. So that's all for now, folks. But before I go, if there is anything you'd like me to talk about on future episodes, maybe want to ask a question or be on the show, you can do this by contacting us on any of our media sites. I'll put the links to these in the show notes. 
And don't forget to follow the show and leave a review. Thanks for listening to Sparky's Life. I'm your host, Grant Dilko. Keep safe and catch you on the next one.